Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 60 for Wednesday, January 13th, 2010. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Eric Stein of the band Beyond the Pale, based in Toronto, Canada. I've known Eric for many years from Klez Canada, and also from uh, touring with the band out here in Los Angeles in previous years. The band has released a new CD last summer entitled Postcards, and we'll get to talk a little bit more about that with Eric in a few minutes. The band is going to be on tour out here in California in February, and uh, they have four dates so far that I want to let you know about. The first, uh, February 4th here in Los Angeles at Skirball Cultural Center, planning to attend, so if you get a chance, uh, come out and see Beyond the Pale there. On February 6th, they're going to be in San Diego, February 7th in San Francisco, and February 8th in Santa Cruz. So if you get a chance, if you're in California or you're going to be visiting, try to catch one of their shows. For more information, check their website at beyondthepale.net. But before we get to my interview with Eric, I thought I'd introduce you to the music of Beyond the Pale, if you're not familiar with it already. Uh, This is a track from their new album entitled Postcards, and this is Turkish Delight, an original tune many years ago by Irving Fields.
Okay, so with that as an introduction to Beyond the Pale, here's my interview with Eric Stein. Hi, this is Keith with Klesmer Podcast, and we're once again at Klesk Canada 2009. I'm visiting now with Eric Stein from Beyond the Pale, uh, a frequent visitor to Klesk Canada, and uh, nice to have you with me on Klesmer Podcast again. Yeah, nice to be here. Uh, last time I saw you, you were on tour in Los Angeles, and that, that was fun to see your band there. Uh, what's been going on since I saw you last? Uh, well, we've got a new CD that we've just put out a couple weeks ago. Actually, it's called Postcards, and so we'll be doing a lot of touring through the fall and into the winter and the new year, and uh, we're super excited about that. Uh, we played at Carnegie Hall a couple months ago. We were part of the uh, Theodore Bacall 85th birthday celebration, so that was really uh, thrilling, of course. Um, so it's it's been an exciting year. I'm, I'm constantly balancing my, my Beyond the Pale life with my responsibilities to the Ashkenaz Festival. So um, sometimes I don't do as much performing and hustling as I, <laughs> as I would like to to get my own things happening. But it's sort of a delicate balance. And luckily the festival is only every two years. So I get little moments where I can really pursue my own thing. So uh, just trying to keep, keep going on that track. But, you know, the new CD is really, really great and really sort of pushes the boundaries a little further than we've ever pushed them before, uh, which says a lot because we've always sort of been at the edge and, and uh, never content to just play things straight. So what's the material on there? Is it um, originals, again, uh, some material you've gotten from other sources? It's a mix of uh, original and traditional stuff. Uh, I think half of it is originally composed by members of the band, uh, including myself, our clarinetist, our violinist. Um, and then the other half is all traditional stuff that we've given our own spin, uh, either traditional or composed by another composer. So, for example, we have an Irving Fields tune on the record, which was uh, this, this piece, Turkish Delight, that I played up here at, uh, at camp a couple of years ago. Um, and I got it off of Irving's Melody Cruise Around the World cassette. And it's a hilarious little tune, but it's a really neat composition. So we took it and just really, it really suggested getting the Beyond the Pale treatment. So that's what we did. And it's one of the greatest tunes on the, on the CD, I think. Um, we also have three uh, numbers with Vera Lazinski as guest vocalist. She's an amazing Yiddish vocalist from Israel. And um, we arranged some material with her that was, uh, you know, totally new arrangements. And two of the pieces have original Yiddish lyrics by her father, Michael Felsenbaum, who's a very well-known Yiddish playwright and writer. Um, so there's, it's a real, really broad mix and really eclectic range of things on the CD. Every tune is sort of a different taste of something else. Um, I, but you know, the thing we were really careful to avoid—it's not really—it's not a collection of genre pieces. All the pieces flow and uh, and all have the, a sort of characteristic sound that that represents the band. So. Um, so we're excited about it and really excited to hear what kind of feedback we start getting once it gets out there into the world. And oh, you said released it two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago. Two, two weeks ago it was officially released. It's already been out for a while. We sort of had pre-release copies out a couple months ago around the time we did the Carnegie show. And uh, so we've actually gotten some, some reviews from various quarters at this point and all have been pretty, pretty positive at this point. So, so that's exciting. But uh, it's always exciting to hear what my peers are going to think about it and what other people specifically in the klezmer world are going to think about it and i'm sure there's some that'll recoil from the adventurousness <laughs> of it and others that will uh enjoy that yeah so 
But, you know, I guess good things should be uh, stir debate and discussion. I think at the very least, Beyond the Pale is a really exciting band. Certainly live in concert, we're a really exciting band. And and, uh, and I think that um, the live experience of Beyond the Pale is actually, it helps get some people over how adventure it is, adventurous it is when you hear it on CD. Because we mix in traditional things when we play live, and it sort of wins over audiences that might be more skeptical about the things that are pushing the boundaries too much. Um, so we're, we find that we're able to play for all kinds of audiences, Jewish, non-Jewish, old, young, etc. And uh, people respond to what we do. So it's exciting. It's already This is the 11th year the band's been around, so it's... Uh, it's nice to, to reach that milestone and have almost the, all the same personnel that we've had since the beginning. And that in and of itself is, is no small feat, keeping the same people together. Yeah. You know, And it's, it's been one of the challenges to us over the years, but everybody's so committed to the band and, and, and there's such an amazing synergy between us as people and as musicians that we've, we haven't let it just fall apart. We all really remain committed. And, and so, um, so we've got some good things coming up. We're actually coming back to California in February which is exciting. We love to get into that part of the country. And uh, in March, we're going to be going to Europe again for uh, the second time. We're going to be playing at the Firth Festival in Germany and uh, have some other things, uh, some other irons in the fire developing for some other European bookings. And um, earlier than that, in December, we're doing a tour on the East Coast. We'll be doing like uh, Ottawa and Montreal and then heading to the Northeast of the States. So Boston, New York, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, etc. Been around quite a bit. Um, so, how did you get uh, Vera Lozinski for this recording? I know she was here uh, last what two years at Close Canada. So, did you uh, work out something to record her while she was here, or did you bring her over special? Did you go over there? What, how did that work? Well, actually, the first year that she was here in 2007, that was sort of a joint initiative between Close Canada and Ashkenaz, and I had actually. Um, I, I don't want to say that I discovered Vera Lozinski because she was always there, but uh, the first demo that I ever received once I took the job at the Ashkenaz Festival in September of 2006, the first demo that came in the door that fall was a, a very unassuming little CDR that was from her. And I looked at it and I thought, well, this can't be very good. I threw it in and I was blown away. And uh, so I immediately started talking to Clubs Canada about let's, let's bring this person to, to Canada as part of the East Meets West initiative. And uh, so we brought her here that summer and then brought her again last summer, uh, again as a co-pro between Klaus Canada and Ashkenaz. And so the first time she was here, knowing she was coming, I, we said, well, if she's going to be here, why don't we see how it's going to, what kind of mix we'd have with her singing with Beyond the Pale. So we just recorded it in Toronto when she was there. And uh, it's pretty amazing, actually, because we arranged the tunes. We had one rehearsal arranged the tunes, they came up three arrangements, recorded them the next day, and they came out fantastic. I mean, they sound like we've been playing together for, for <laughs> ages with her. So it was obviously, there was a good mix. There was a good, a good uh, like-mindedness between her repertoire and our approach musically. Yeah, I, I love her singing it. And her CD, I think, is the first one that I had reviewed on Closer Podcast. So... Um, you might have discovered her a little bit before I did, but <laughs> I, was, I was near the beginning of that, so that, yeah. that's pretty cool. And that shows the, the caliber of people you're working with there that you can do arrangements and record the next day and have it sound you know really tight like that. That's, I'm looking forward to taking a listen to that. Right, yeah, no, we're, we're very excited about it. And the cool things about those tunes is that they're actually uh, Roma tunes. They're, they're famous Roma tunes that have these new... 
uh, lyric settings. So the melodies, two of the melodies at least, come from from songs that are known as gypsy tunes. And then now they're being transmogrified into new Yiddish arrangements, which is interesting, I think, and it really uh, reflects that that ongoing interaction for for centuries between between Jews, Jewish, and Roma musicians. So, and I, I like some of the the titles you use on there too, and, and maybe mention a couple of the titles and how, how the uh, the name of the album postcards uh, came about. Um, we're really bad at naming things, actually. <laughs> the guys have trouble naming their tunes. We debated for months about what we were going to call this CD. And uh, we came up with postcards because it kind of, it, it, was, it signified the idea that, first of all, the guys in the band, everybody comes from a different place. We have three guys that are Serbian, one guy that's Dutch. Uh, I live in Toronto and our bass player as well and Vera was coming from Israel so we're all sort of from different places in the world and then in our each one of our individual pasts we come from different places my family originally comes from Poland um, so there was this sense of and then and then and then within our music we don't really get hemmed in by boundaries geographical or national we sort of take we draw on a lot of different things and klezmer and Romanian music and Balkan music are strong influences but we kind of transcend national boundaries so there's a sense of this kind of scrambled geography in in what we do as a, as a band and so the idea of postcards appealed to us because it was like the, the notion of a postcard as a little slice of time where you visit someplace and you you know pick up a postcard and write, hey, how's it going, greetings from wherever the hell you are, and you send it off, and it's like a moment that exists in time and, and space. And so we started to think of the music on the CD as, as musical moments, both figuratively and literally, that we then sort of expanded the concept and built it into, into a nice visual concept. That's one of the nicest things about the new CD is the, the, the design on it. Um, we've got this mix of old archival images and images of each one of our old family members from the old country um, mixed with illegible scribblings on old postcards. And I, I collect old postcards, so I have all these really cool postcards with neat old stamps and crazy writing and different languages. And so we sort of did a little collage of those, and we have... Uh, Yiddish writing kind of collaged very subtly into the background. So there's a lot of sort of hidden messages. I have a, a letter that Irving Fields once, once wrote me as sort of very subtly in the background of one of the panels on the CD. So we just mixed in a lot of those different things, and, and sort of the idea is that each song and each element of our music takes you to another place. You're visiting a different place, um, and these are these little mementos of, of one place or another. But hopefully that's not, it's not intended as a concept of nostalgia because we're really not a nostalgia band at no, all. We're no. very much a, a contemporary here and now band. And so symbolically with the artwork, we tried to kind of convey that with the use of black and white versus color and, you know, these kind of things. So, And the tunes themselves, are, are they laid out kind of geographically as well? Is there a line... From where these originate, from one place to another, or are they are they uh, laid out in any any particular order for any reason? Uh, I think we sequence the record mostly based on flow, thinking about up, down, happy, you know, mm -hmm. dark, light, etc., and and um, just sequenced it based on how how do these songs that we've recorded flow best. Um, but I think anybody listening to the record, I, I think you'd have to get at least halfway in to realize. 
that this is a, a really diverse picture and it's a really eclectic picture. Um, if you put it on and listen to just the first piece, you might think, oh, this is sort of a folky band that plays Romanian Balkan music. But then once it goes on, it keeps stretching out into someplace else, and every tune is a different place. Um, and so, you know, in that sense, it's really... We're really... We've always had a kind of ambivalence about being known as a klezmer band. We don't consider ourselves a klezmer band. It's a commercial market that we fit into, but we also fit into the folk world. We fit into the world music scene, whatever that means. We fit into the jazz scene. You know, we, we play all over the place, like so many of my colleagues here and uh, so many of us on this scene we all have have gone from this insular world of jewish music into a much broader world and a lot of that is just testament to how successful the revival has been um so yeah i mean it's 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 really hard to say where it actually sits um but we really want our music to just reflect us and just be our sound and the, the musicians that i most admire and aspire to are musicians who define a sound for themselves uh, you know one of my most important musical influences is uh, david grisman fantastic mandolin player and he defined his own musical space so much so that he has his whole genre it's called dog music that's his his style of music and it's this amazing amalgam of bluegrass and jazz and latin music and american folk music but it's none of those things. It's him. It's totally him. And so I think that's the best thing that anybody, uh, that I could hope for anybody to say about Beyond the Pale is that this is a band with a very, very unique and distinct sound that reflects the unique membership and the unique skills and backgrounds of, of the, the musicians in the group. Yeah, I think you've got what I would call maybe a musical signature that you put something on or you put the, the first album on and you can say, yeah, that's beyond the pale that, because the, your mix of instruments and the way you approach the music, you know, it, you can tell, uh, at least for me, you know, right away, I say, yeah, that's beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm glad the, you feel that way. It's, it's sort of, uh, there's definitely some signature elements of what we do, really intricate arrangements, constant shifting of who's playing melody, who's playing harmony, um, every voice being equal. It's not a star show. It's not about one person standing about a, above the others. It's really a kind of uh, a whole being greater than just the sum of the parts. So, and, and also the, the instrumentation is somewhat unique. We don't we, we don't have a drum kit or anything like that. We don't have brass. We really stick to strings and wind and uh, hand percussion. So, but I noticed that even in in your work at Class Canada, we have the, your mandolin orchestra, and you have all the parts arranged and throw the melody around and the different um, you know ranges of the instruments and it makes it interesting you know you think a oh, mandolin orchestra or, or a bunch of mandolins or a bunch of any one instrument and you think well you know okay what, what, what can it sound like with, with so many of one thing but you know you manage to give it texture and depth and, and uh, you know that translates in, into your arrangements I think with Beyond the Pale too I mean that's that's the idea, and that's that's definitely something that's pretty close to my aesthetic sensibilities. Just the idea of of wanting to create variety and bring out different colors and bring out the different capabilities and possibilities of different instruments and um, build dynamic and build you know interest and dramatics and you know that kind of thing. So yeah, and it's definitely it's definitely more challenging with with uh, nothing but mandolins than as opposed to <laughs> with Beyond the Pale, where we've got you know an accordion, clarinet, violin, and mandolin. Um, Plus, those Hungarian guys, uh, those other 
uh, beyond Hungarian, but they're, they're the other guys too, right? And the the, uh, the Serbian guys, the Serbian guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember watching them. You know, it it, it adds uh, you know that special flavor that you can't really create with just guys from North America. You you really need yeah. those guys with with their background to to bring that. Absolutely. That sense to it. Yeah, I mean, the Serbian musicians particularly, I mean, my experience with them mostly with the guys that I work with, they have a particular skill and quality in the sense that I think unlike a lot of other Eastern Bloc countries, they all have the same kind of hardcore conservatory training and also a simultaneous exposure to their own folk music, but they didn't get locked into either one, and they can color outside of either lines and merge those two traditions in a very, very seamless way, um, where it doesn't it doesn't feel academic. They're very open-minded. They're very um, creative, and they come up with really interesting ideas. A lot of it borrowed from chamber music or classical music, but it doesn't come out that way. They can still play with guts and grease, and 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 you know make it really gritty and and. And emotional, as opposed to something that's just for the concert hall, the classical concert hall.
Great. So um, let's see. So the album is Postcards. It's out now. Check it out. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll give me a. Maybe you, uh, is there a track uh, that you'd like me to to add to the uh, podcast that you like? Um. I like them all, so it's hard to say. Maybe Turkish Delight, since that's one I mentioned earlier. I mean, that's a good example of us taking the Serving Fields tune and giving it our own taste. Um, there's uh, a really one of my favorite tunes on the album. I mean, any of the Vera tunes, actually. Uh, we did an arrangement of her piece, uh, Shtaren, mm. which is uh, based like on, the, on, the, on the gypsy tune Lume. And uh, I really love our arrangement of that. We came up with a really nice version, so that might be one to play. Um, there's a nice original by our violinist named, uh, the tune is called Katarina. It's a really cool tune in, in uh, 11-8. It's got that Serbian rhythm. You've got to be careful not to trip when you're listening <laughs> to it. Um, there's an original tune of mine called Split Decision that's pretty out there. So, you know, take your pick. <laughs> okay, and again, if they, uh, people want to uh, find your sites and get their music, uh, where do they go? Our website is beyondthepale.net, and uh, our record company is borealisrecords.com, and uh, the CD is available on iTunes. It's distributed throughout the U.S. and Canada uh, as well, I think, in England. I think so. I'm not sure. And you keep your tour schedule uh, posted there also? Yeah, that's on our website. We uh, Better to go to our website than our MySpace. We check that about twice a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we keep our tour dates up on the website and certainly always happy to hear from anybody that's interested in the band and get them on our mailing list so we can keep them posted about what we do. Great. Well, it sounds exciting. And you've got tours coming up, got the new album, and uh, Ashkenaz, boy, you got so many things going on. That's great. Ashkenaz, oi, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thanks very much, uh, Eric Stein, Beyond the Pale. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes again from your busy Close Canada schedule to, to uh, visit with me and let you get off to your next activity. No problem. Thanks, Keith. It's a pleasure. Rosen, I get a rosen. So- 
This is Roberto Rodriguez listening to klesmerpodcast.com. Check it out. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Eric Stein of Beyond the Pale. And we heard three tracks from their new album, Postcards. The first track we heard was Turkish Delight. 
The second track we heard was an original by violinist Alexander Gajic. Hope I guess said that name correctly. And that was entitled Katarina. And the third song we heard was vocal by Vera Lozinski, entitled Sterren. So I hope you enjoy the music of Beyond the Pale. They're one of my favorite bands. And uh, Eric is one of the nicest guys in the business. I always enjoy talking to him and listening to uh, his mandolin playing whenever I get a chance. And I think Vera Lozinski is one of the best Yiddish singers around today, so it's really a treat that she gets to do three tunes on this album. So I highly encourage you to check out Beyond the Pale and Postcards. And while you're looking for music on the web, I encourage you to support the Klezmer Podcast by purchasing your music through the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen. Just go to the Klezmer Podcast website and click on the link Buy Your Music Here. So that about does it for Klezmer Podcast 60. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like your music played on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released CD you would like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And you can also find me on Facebook, MySpace, and Skype, and also Last.fm. And now at Twitter, all with the screen name Klezmer Podcast. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.